Hi, good evening, and welcome to Wargaming After Dark. This is going to be a mini-show talking about War Machine Hordes with... Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is uh, Paul. Uh, I play War Machine down in uh, Wilmington, Delaware. Uh, Sean, thank you for having me coming on. Yeah, no problem. So, I know you've heard me talk about it on the podcast a few times, but I've been playing roughly for a year and a half. Uh, started a little bit before COVID started. So in 2019, I was playing a little bit and game here, there. And then in the end of 2020 into 2021, I started really picking up War Machine Hordes and uh, playing a bunch of different factions in between Scorn, Legion, uh, Minions, and Grimkin. So, Paul, uh, I played okay. a few times, but how about yourself? Uh, yeah, sure. So um, I actually ended up picking up War Machine and Hordes uh, back in 2017. So I think it was like right at the beginning of Mark III or right around like a couple months after Mark III dropped. I, I know that when I first came in, Ghost Fleet was the big bad boogeyman that uh, was like all over WTC um, at the time, I think. So I... Uh, I ended up uh, picking up the game. Uh, it was actually me kind of coming back into it. I mentioned it to you uh, off the uh, podcast, but my sister tried to get me to play the game back in like 2006, like in Mark One. Um, I had no money. I was like a freshman in high school. I thought it was really cool, uh, but uh, you know, I said, "Hey, this is neat. I don't have the money for this. Um, you can go ahead and enjoy it." So um, when Mark Three dropped, um, her and her husband ended up getting into it and then they said hey do you want to go play this with us i'm like hey you know i got money to spend so i uh picked up uh retribution um i got their battle box one of the models in there gary one who's one of the warcasters was one of my favorite sculpts ever so i really just went off like choosing the faction without even play testing it or anything like that and it was like a weird awakening Mm -hmm. um but i uh played it for uh, a couple of uh years uh then i ended up uh picking up scorn um about like two years ago just because like right was very much like glass cannony um very they, they didn't have a lot of survivability compared to where they are now so the scorn had like models like the centrati the medium-based infantry that I was just super super excited to play so um i like swapped back and forth but if i had to go say my main faction is um the retribution okay so what is your meta like uh, so in Delaware, there's a little bit of a uh, history. So for those who are listening, who know about uh, Northern Delaware, there was a Delaware Freezers. It was a location um, near the University of Delaware that they had uh, on top of this like freezer company. I didn't really understand what it was like a refrigeration company. But anyways, a guy like rented out or owned a space up there and a lot of people did wargaming up there. So primarily there was like a 40k um warhammer fantasy group up there but there was also people who played war machine so that's where i ended up uh, picking it up and i remembered going when i first got started um i played two games up there but as soon as it happened um apparently the owner like was selling the ice house location was no longer a thing so then we had to go and try to find like a new home and then that ended up going off to uh midnight oil brewing uh brewing company um, which was about like maybe like a mile or two away from the freezers, but uh, 
it was uh it was nice to begin with but as the brewery began to like expand more and more and more and more um the play space that we had just kind of get less and less um people were starting to get disheartened in, in the game uh infernals came out everything with the archons came out so everyone's like oh, i gotta go buy the new stuff oh uh, now we're like combining factions with each other so there was a little bit of a um low point where not a lot of people were playing or maybe it'd be like one or two people showing up to open nights but um recently uh back in the uh summer it was either july or august um we're starting to revitalize the uh meta in uh, alternate universes which is primarily like a collectible card store that specializes in magic but um i basically like asked like the owner like hey this is like 40k night but no one's showing up do you mind if my friends and i like play war machine here because you know it's 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 like about like a 30 minute drive to get down to newark versus like us like traveling like five minutes to get to the store so um we did it we've ran, run a couple of open play events we've run a couple of steamrollers and the owner's like hey this is really really awesome so we're starting to get like people to come back um especially with the new dynamic update it's really given um war machine like a renaissance like period where we have people who are really like angry with the game or disappointed with the game coming back and like hey you know what privateer press is definitely taking steps in the right direction so um it's been it's been a really interesting time it's been a very rewarding time uh especially being able to do this with my sister and my brother-in-law like it's it's been wonderful it's awesome so a little unlike yours we're working on it but the new york <laughs> the let's say southern tier new york meta because new york is very large and there are a bunch of different spread out metas that i'm in groups with but it's just three hours one way or three hours the other so well, I mean, like New York is like such like a big state because you have like the Buffalo people. Um, and where specifically are you? You said like in New York, uh, Binghamton. Yeah. So I'm dead in the center. If I was driving to Buffalo, it's three hours. If I'm driving to New York City, it's three hours. So right up, right above the PA border. So how about um though your um your your meta right now? How about like how many people you have playing? So actively playing is two, myself and one other. We have uh, another individual that has picked up a whole bunch of scorn, and he's just kind of, at the moment, will reach out and get a game in for Brawl Machine, which has really helped me get a few people in, and then a few other people to have picked it up by themselves. But actively playing, they haven't really started because one with a dynamic update has changed a few things. Uh, and when you have a bunch of new players, it's kind of hard to understand that. Do you all have a, a local gaming store that you're able to go play at? Yeah, so we have, uh, similar to what you said, it's a magic-based store. That's how they make their money. But it is, they have custom tables for wargaming. They're like almost pub height, but a little lower, so you're not breaking your back while playing. Uh, they have six of those, and then you can build extra tables. It's actually a pretty large store. It's called Jupiter Games. Mm-hmm. And uh, they used to have an actual dedicated War Machine Hordes day on Sundays. I would stop in every once in a while and watch the uh, group play before I started picking it up in 2017. And then once I started picking stuff up, it seemed to it was getting towards the Oblivion campaign, Infernals were coming out, and it slowly petered off before 
I could uh, really get going with the game. Yeah, and when then... I was when I was uh, talking with a couple of my friends down here, um, just as I was mentioning earlier, like there's like people getting upset with the state of the game or the state of the company, um, is that they all agree that it's a great game system. It's just that the decisions that were being made were questionable. Um, the models that were being released, it felt like a lot of the models were just like cash grabs. Like, why are we trying to like spend all this money for like these amazing models that do too much work? You know, then you always hear like the word being overtuned, which is mm -hmm. why like that dynamic update is so great. But um, what I would say is, like, if you've talked with any of those people that played at Jupiter Games, um, is to go and reach out to them and see what they think. Because um, that's what I found myself doing on our Delaware Facebook page. Uh, I, like, just post things all the time. And it kind of got to the point that nobody was, um, was mentioning anything. No one knew that there was actually, like, games being played, yet we were playing at... AU consistently for uh, like three or four months straight. So uh, the more information you put out there, the more it ends up picking up. And uh, when you can get your store's involvement in it as well, uh, is also super helpful. Though I do know that the the stores do need to make their own profits with you guys coming in. So mm -hmm. and that uh, has its own challenges. That does. But I have started. I have worked with the store yet i can't put out too much information about it because nothing is uh fully finished um like signing it stuff over but i have been able to set up a working relationship to be able to host a monthly uh basically like steamroller events like open play off the start with brawl machine and steamrollers and then uh once that gets finalized I know we're in the procurement process of getting terrain for uh, a bunch of tables and chess clocks. Once that's done, we actually have the stuff in hand. We can start announcing it, but we yeah. have, I have been starting to get out there on some pages and see at least how much interaction there's now. And I got to ask though, is like for, for the amount of time that you're spending doing this, are you getting any compensation for it? Uh, Yes. Like, are you getting paid for? Are you? Oh, okay, cool. I was gonna say because, like me, it's a labor of love. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm spending money in order to go do the thing that I need to go do. But it's because, like, I want to. You know, you're, you're putting in the effort to make it happen, and uh, it's a very, it's a very rewarding process. Um, the fact that, like, when we had, um, like, twelve or like fourteen people show up to our first like Saturday open play, like. I, I got wide-eyed. I'm like, this is awesome. Like, this is exactly, like, what I wanted it to get to. So, um, and and I'm telling you, like, it's the amount of legwork that you put into it. it, it if you put in, you know, you put it in, it, it's, it's going to pay off. It's going to be amazing when it happens. Yeah, so uh, we're, we're going in pretty heavy on terrain to enough to be able to, for zones and uh, terrain for each table, we're looking to be able to, easily put out four tables off the start mm -hmm. and then ours so our area is moderately large but it is not it's not like close to a for being a college town it's really not that big mm -hmm. so we're not i don't think we're gonna see that 20 plus people show up or but i mean again like it's 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 how you end up starting to make it grow so 
yeah. our first steamroller had like 10 people in it and this is what i was like saying like if, we, if you had ever wanted to do like another like like mini sewed uh, again like for war machine and horde stuff i'd be happy to go talk about like the the stuff that we said like with the with like running steamrollers like the first one i ran was like such a like crapshoot not it wasn't bad but i mean like just not really understanding like what i signed up to go and run and then just all the lessons learned from that i would, I would just love to be able to uh you know anybody who's interested in running one of these tournaments like what things you need to go do or how you can end up banding together with your community to make it happen so yeah we can definitely do that in the future look into that i've and with that because i have i have a problem and i'm very addicted to miniature games i have plenty of armies to put in the store shelf for a demo army sure so i will i gotta pick which one it's probably going to be part of my minion stuff just because minions are so easy to throw a slap a list together. It doesn't have to be good, but yeah. it's also, well, most, mo- for the most part, fully painted. Yeah. So anyway, you're so going back to the metas, though, because yeah. um, you were talking about how you play, you have Scorn, Legion, Minions, and you have Grimkin, which I know I've played against you a couple of times. I think that's like your main shtick right now um and i assume that are you talking about blaine like was the other person in your meta who yes. plays crucible guard okay yeah blaine but for those who don't know blaine is awesome like i he he makes me laugh every single time i like talk with him so he, he's great he's awesome yes. um and then your last guy who's played scorn so it's a small little group of three but uh it's, that's awesome uh uh but then like again when you play those same people you kind of like know what's in the faction and you know how to develop lists for it so in our Delaware meta, um, I play, as I said earlier, uh, Rhett and Scorn. My sister has uh, Grimkin, Kador, and Minions. My brother-in-law has uh, Protectorate and Legion. And then we have one friend who does Trolls, Convergence, and Menoth. We have one guy is just Kador. Another guy is just Rhett. So like, there's a, there's a very big spread of the amount of like stuff that we go and see. But we have like no Signar. We got no cricks, um, no circle, uh, and um, yeah, I think that 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 and no infernals. Like I've the first time I ever saw infernals was actually at Boker Brawl. Um, uh, that was uh, back in October. But um, yeah, this is when you and I were talking about for Portal. So um, uh, if you want to go and talk about Portal, yeah. So Portal is where you and I met, uh, and Blaine, of course, uh, is a like a halfway point in between the both of us mm-hmm. right it's a it's a small game shop in pennsylvania where they host a monthly steamroller event for 75 points and through that it is is opened up my meta to a broader right it's two hours away from me it's a whole new meta basically where it's like you see like red for the first time I'm like what do these guys do <laughs> first time i saw red first time i saw like exalted like playing against it which is very different well also the person that i was playing was yeah. you know and, and that's like something that like for the people who listen who play war machine who just like stick with like their own little meta we have um in Delaware, we have one group that's in Maryland. They just do uh, brawl machine games, but they actually come up to um, to our Wilmington shop for our Saturday open plays. Um, guy's name is uh, Sam, 
and he's brought like a couple of guys like different times uh there's also another cool guy uh named ryan who uh brings up his friend friend uh anthony um over those times and um it's just it's great uh you get to go see different players you get to go see different play styles um and it helps you well, one, like make connections to the community. So you're not just like kind of like stuck playing the same people and just knowing the same people. It's like, who else could we, you know, get in uh, contact or, or, or um, other people that we could uh, uh, meet up with on these games. But uh, it also gives you like networking as well. Like the, like, cause we've met Seth there and um, Seth was able to go and uh, talk to us. I don't know if he mentioned the Boker Brawl to you, but that's where I learned um, about that um, at Portal. And then um, Dave, like, making his teams in order to go do that and, like, learning about the team event from that. So um, th you see so much more variety of players, um, both, like, competitive and casual. And just – you just get to meet people. You, you get opportunities. Like, almost if you were doing a sport and you played, like, with some other person and they're just like, hey, do you want to go on this travel team with us? Like, hey, that sounds actually like a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it's – if you step just a little far out of your own personal meta and find another group that will be they'll playing, like it really opens up. Like even if they have a bunch of people that still play the armies that you do, people don't play the same. People have different ideas. The game has thousands of models, so you're it will just in the same army will bring different lists than you. It's and just as rewarding as well, you play somebody who plays your faction. It's like I didn't know you could do that. Like my sister, um, at Boker Brawl, like learned a lot of Grimkin, like jank from uh one of the guys who was on uh the West Coast Strike uh Dolphins uh Rowdy. Oh man, I feel bad. I don't remember his name. Had to go look that up. It's all right. <laughs> mm -hmm. Rusty. That was it. Rusty. Rusty. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I did hear about Boker Brawl before Portal, but I was definitely, if I had time, they asked they asked me to join one of their teams. They didn't have a full team roster for the team event at Boker. But we've talked about a bunch about Boker, so let's walk into Boker Brawl. Uh, Boker okay. Brawl is hosted in, uh, was it Southern New Jersey? It is uh, a... Is, uh, nor 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 uh, Northern New Jersey. Northern New Northern. Jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, at a VFW. I, you know, I, I have it up. I can go pull it up well, where it was. All right. So it is a War Machine-specific or Privateer Press-specific uh, event. They host the qualifier for the War Machine Invitational. They have the Big Baseball event, a team event, and then they also had some small games for Warcaster and Riot Quest and I believe also Monpok. They, they were supposed to have a Monpok thing. Um, I don't know if it actually ran or not. Um, and for those that weren't aware, Boca Brawl is out of Manville, New Jersey. So um, it's in northern New Jersey. It's at a uh, BFW. Um, really, really awesome time. Uh, it's great because if, if, for those who don't know about BFWs, I'm pretty sure you're aware, yes. um, is that like there's bars that uh, that's there. So like when you're like playing your games, you're able to go and like get beer in between your drink, uh, in between your games, <laughs> beer in between your drinks too. But uh, you're able to get, um, you're just able to have a good time. Like it's a very, um, some people take it very seriously. Other people are just like, hey, I want to have fun, drink, meet friends, and it's it, it's a wonderful opportunity. 
Yes, it, it really was. So I played in the qualifier and then just kind of watched. And you played in... I played in the uh, team event, and then I watched the big be- uh, the big base event because um, one of our players is actually competing in it. Okay. So let's. Uh, I I think like as we were talking about doing it in order, so I think the qualifier was the first thing. So that was on the Friday. So you want to go ahead and talk about your experience with that? Yes. So on the qualifier, uh, I've decided. You know, what's a better time than ever to just jump full force into War Machine Hordes at whatever the highest level could be so i decided to join the qualifier uh when picking up my tickets it went on friday started out at nine in the morning and i think it went my last round ended around nine at night so full day i played four rounds i did have a bye but it it was great i found i ended up my first match was against men off and i played against someone from new york they were from New York City. Uh, I got invited down to their meta, but the, getting down in the city is very hard for me. It is a very much a weekend trip instead of a day trip. And then my next one, well, I'll start out. I went one and three. One and three or and one and four. A, and I had a buy in one of the rounds. So <laughs> you got one. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got one. Now, what do you Well, well, why would you talk about your game? Like, how did your men off game go? So you played, you played Grimkin. What were the lists that you're playing? Do you remember? So it was the, it was a heretic list and then a dreamer list. Uh, heretic was running the dread rot list and then dreamer was doing a pretty standard uh, beast brick. Um, but the I dropped so Sevy one versus Heretic, and Sevy one is just a, a it was a big slog. They had actually uh, it was Warriors of the Old Faith. They were running the uh, Deliver Crew, the Sunburst Deliver Crew, the yeah. big crossbow um, like siege weapon. Yes, and it was basically uh dropping templates all over the place with that and the judicator and then the covenant and sevi not allowing me to cast spells so it was very hard it did come down towards the very end but i still uh, i still lost that on scenario i could not fight hard enough in the middle and stay there in between the initiates and the judicators just being able to do its sprays and then it's, uh so wait so you said it was warriors of the old faith yes did they so what kator models did they use did you remember any of them there was i don't believe there was a single kator model oh sorry not oh. warriors of the old faith faithful masses oh okay okay i was about to say like it just it's i, I was like about to say because it's like where's the old faith wait a second 71 can't be in that theme so okay yeah, no. a faithful masses Yes. Gotcha. I'm just trying to remember Faithful Mass is the one with all like the kiki monks and stuff like that. It's the um it's, it's, it's the, the paladin one. one. The paladins. So it's the initiates, paladins, champions, uh their um archons, and then the uh sunburst delivery crew. Right, right, right. Okay. That was the first then, 
Okay, go on. Yep. Oh yeah, that was the first one. It was it was really the first time I ever like sat down and played against men off. Because haven't ever run into it in up here, haven't run into it in portal. So I I had a rough idea of how it was gonna go, but I kind of underestimated the uh just how much I would lose towards those uh blasts. So, yeah, so, um, and that's just, like, a, a really big thing, like, when it comes down to, like, that high-level competitive types games and why it's a benefit to go and travel outside of the meadows that you are because you're going to go see um, a lot of stuff. If you go into the Discord pages, they'll talk about the national meadows and um, they'll talk about how, uh, you know, you're going to go definitely see a Kruger 2, you're going to go see a Bethane 2. So I'm just, like, hearing these things that, because uh, your experience was just, um the stuff that you have and then uh crucible guard and then the, the little bit of scorn uh that you've uh uh played against i guess and also the um the the stuff that you played up against portal but i'm just trying to think i don't think anybody at portal played men off aside from like my uh aside from andy i don't think andy went when you were there so no so what about uh your second round so after the uh first uh round uh what happened round two Wow, I'm I'm drawing a blank on round two. It was a, it was a oh circle. I played circle, double storm raptors. Uh, Yuck. Yeah. I so I guess you went the dreamer with that one. Heretic. You went heretic. You went pumpkins with storm raptors. Well, yes. No. Okay. Exactly. Right. I never <laughs> played against circle, and I knew the pumpkins touching a big base is. I can remove a big base with most of my pumpkin guys with one unit. So for those who are listening and don't know, so a storm Raptor is a big, gigantic, like lightning Eagle, like think Zapdos from like Pokemon. Um, So what this thing is, what this thing is able to do is that it has this thing called like energy pulse. So I don't know if it's a speed six or a speed seven, it's a speed a lot. Um, and then does this thing called an energy pulse and like six, uh, models that are six inches from it within its whole front arc will take like a power 12. So it's just an infantry removal, um, tool. So that means if you're 12 or 13 inches from the storm Raptor, you're not, you're, you're, you're almost guaranteed to lose all your single wound infantry. And then it has, um, this, uh, deceptively mobile, which allows it to repo three, um, backwards afterwards. So it's, it will come in and remove like your front line worth of, uh, worth of infantry. That would be like, you're gumming up your tar pit units and stuff. In the case here, your, your, um, your, uh, pumpkins. Uh, so then you have to kind of commit like a heavier thing. Well, at that point, you have to have your heavy or some big beast like so far up that it's able to go and fight. Most of the time, we run up our uh, infantry so far up, and then um, your beasts are typically left to like engage round three. So is that similar to what happened with you? or So what, what... I, I ran – I held back one unit on the right side. The left side I ran up, and I tried to disperse them as much as I could. I uh, still took about uh, a little bit more than half off the first mm-hmm. with the Storm Eagle, uh, I mean Storm Raptor, and then uh, 
the second turn he'd wiped off the the rest of them but the other ones came up on the other side and i instead of just spreading them out wide i set up lines that were just far enough away from each other so it couldn't keep going through so this when the second raptor came in a turn later it only took out like three individuals of the dread rots mm-hmm. and then that left the he could not get far enough away with that raptor for them not to go in that turn after and that turn after the remaining dread rots completely cleared the 50 i think it's 50 boxes yeah the uh the storm raptor is like low armor i think it's like an armor like 17 or 18 or something like that maybe mm-hmm. 19 but it's it's it, it's a circle b so it's high defense low armor um uh, and, with that but that's good did you so was it like you learned that in the middle of your match is like okay like so i realized that this is what this is capable of um was it yes. like you just had like your right pumpkins is like guys i'm gonna run an experiment go up there and, and let's see what happens yeah I, I was i knew i didn't know enough about it there wasn't enough time to like look into it because I, mm-hmm. I understood this qualifier was i was probably gonna go and lose every round you know, for I've only been playing a few like few times actually competitively. Like I've played a bunch with Blaine, but I've played at Portal a bunch, what, three or four times now, and that's like the highest level of competitive I've played. Mm-hmm. So going into this, which is going to be your qualify individuals that are trying to qualify for the Invitational, I knew I was just gonna get probably lose all the games so other than the buy i did just that but but i mean like though what's good about it is that you get the ability to um to uh get so much like experience and and i think that's like one aspect of this where we hear like oh it's it's i i went to this huge competitive event and i mean it's a huge qualifying event like you're you're not you're you're getting like the best players on yeah. like the east coast you have people flying in from like california like Oregon, west coast so, right yeah like, yeah like they're they're coming across the country to go and compete in this so you are going to be competing against like some of the like the top players in there um but it's good like you, you i think that that is the best way to learn in this game so that way when you see those models again you at least have a game plan on how you're going to go and deal with it yeah so and then they also had the two death archons in that list which i found out like not as worried about death archons as i once was and that's even before the update like they were they're rough but i think grimkin had always had the ability to take them out better than most mm-hmm. just well, get defiled. I, I, yeah, when I talk about my team event, I'll tell you about like how I approach Death Archons because I was not afraid of them at, at, at all. Like, if you go in like with a Death Archon and like, or at least at the time, like when you had an idea of what you needed to do to deal with this model, they were just more of a nuisance, and you just had to like remember like, okay, what do I need to set up in order to trade this effectively, and then you yeah. just go from there. So, yeah, the so I was I was actually in a really bad position after that one round when they basically completely crop, uh, crippled my left side of the board. Um, but I ended up uh, pushing aggressive enough into the center that the my opponent was scared of getting assassinated because they went 
in, in that turn, they went uh, very fury heavy. So they had left themselves completely open. So they moved back and I was, I just kind of kept my cool and let them finish their turn. When they finished their turn, they ended up killboxing themselves that, which severely brought me back into it. Mm-hmm. It went from a pretty much one more turn and I lose on scenario. If I can't really force a scenario to, all right, I'm back in this and I have a solid chance of, actually taking more points than them and pushing scenario back onto their side. Uh, unfortunately, I was not able to do that. I came very low on time uh, trying to get up into the center, but also uh, take away any little piece that could uh, fight back on scenario. And it, my last two turns were very much let's uh, I have to get to the maintenance control phase and then run somewhere, some model somewhere, and get into a tough position. Yeah. But. And then, how about uh, your third game? Who did you uh, play in your last one? Uh, so, third one was technically the buy in my last round. It was against actually Brandon Owens <laughs> in Crucible Guard. <laughs> Crucible Guard, man. Did he play the uh, Gear Heartless or the? Uh, or I don't want to even have. I have. I Bennett. have his list. It's Bennett. Bennett. With double railis and was yeah. three vindicators. What did so? What did he play? The he played that the Bennett the three vindicator. Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, and how, how does it feel? How, yeah, yeah. Doesn't it feel great to like play against like one of the top like Crystal Guard players in like the country? Like, if not the top, I want to say. So going into that, I no right. So I've only been playing since 2017, but I've only yeah, been listening yeah, yeah. to Line of Sight for like the end tail of 2020 which is really mm-hmm. what brought me into playing again is listening to them and then hearing about brawl machine so i didn't know who brandon owens was i don't know half of the top tier like i knew jvm because blaine has talked about jvm because i played legion so we can't like i learned about who jvm was right but brandon owens i've never heard of i didn't hear about it until like i want to say the day after was produced an episode on my site where they talked about who they're like predicting Brandon Owens might win it because with his crucible guard list. And I was like, Oh, I, I played him. Yeah. <laughs> I I, and, by it, him. And, and it's funny. It's that in a team event, he, his team was the first team that we went up against. I heard the name Brandon Owens. And like, when I'm like looking at the name, I'm like Brandon Owens, Brandon Owens. It's like, I know that this name sounds familiar, but I cannot place it. Was it on line of sight? And I talked to my friend, Dan, he's like, nah, I think you're getting confused with Rich Owens. I'm like, Oh, okay. It's probably just some, some guy, I guess. <laughs> like it's not until like afterwards I'm like oh my god like uh it was so embarrassing like my first game against him was like the worst experience i, I oh my god <laughs> oh i played dreamer so bad i was so flustered like it was like four rounds we went four yeah. rounds once before at portal but it, it portal it's a little bit more relaxed you're just you're there having fun and getting a steamroller in where this i was the first time i tournament like this higher level tournament my last round i'm making mistakes left and right with the dreamer mm-hmm. and dreamers kind of dreamer and heretic are my most confident to grimkin casters yeah so yeah I, I it's not even worth going into detail i played pretty poorly and then he did what he does with crucible guard yeah i mean like if you listen to line of sight um podcast they talk about him they talk about um 
gosh, I can't remember which one of the ones. I want to say Jaden, but I know it's not Jaden. Um, one of the guys just picked up a new uh, Crucible Guard army and was like talking with him. It's like, hey, how do I play this well and stuff? But mm-hmm. um, yeah, he just like talked about talking to Brandon Owens all the time, and um, it was uh, no, it was uh, it, it was it was cool. It, it was just really really neat um, to be able to see that. And then it's just like the other thing was like at Boker Brawl and doing the team event still like not really re- knowing who he was like the few interactions i had with them it was just like another guy you know what yeah. i mean like it's not like you see them as like this this like star they're not like uh you know uh uh jennifer lawrence or like a uh a, a chris pratt or something like that you know what i mean like they're just there's just another person and um i don't know if that's like a like i think that that was actually like a good thing almost at that point because it's just like we're just people trying to have a good time you know yeah well it's the same like when Rich Owens came up and played uh, scoring at Portal, I, I, I didn't no even know who Rich like I didn't know Rich Owens was like that level. Uh, my first game against him, he was playing a Signar list, and I uh, beat him on scenario. So like I didn't like I didn't know that that wasn't even his like normal faction. I didn't know that that was like his thing. He he I played him against his uh, his Immortals, his Zolus, and he like uh, it was awful. I I, I uh, it was the worst experience. Yeah, I like I felt played, like I was like gain, gaining ground. He's like, nah, nah, just he's just wiping my guys away. I'm like, no. Yeah, that that was my experience when I played uh, against him for, uh, at Portal when he was. It was the last time before, so it had to have been uh, September's because it was right yeah. before. It was right before Boca Brawl. Yeah, Boca Brawl. I, I remember that too. Yeah, um, and he came up and he was playing as Immortals and whoa. Just what he, he like he if you heard him like he's had like four hundred some games with Zal too so he knows what he's doing like mm-hmm. with it so I mean and it was a me it like it was it's really impressive to see somebody really know a list really well and just like just go through the motions it's like it's like when you've done flashcards for so often that you just know what the next move is like oh in this scenario I just got to push these three people in. Uh, prevent them from scoring they're going to go kill them they'll go do that and just it's just going through the motions and it's like it's it it's it's beautiful like it's it's really really cool to see that happen so um i think that's a good time for for us to go though and switch so that was a qualifier um awesome learning experience um during the qualifier was the big base event so you were playing in that the whole entire time i showed up for the big base event i want to say in the afternoon like around like or evening like around like five or six o'clock or something like that so i got off work i picked up my sister and brother-in-law and then we went off to um uh to new jersey and we went to the vfw first to go check it all out so um our fourth team member dan um he was playing kador he was playing his two list he had vlad two and vlad three um vlad two was in um uh the doom reaper uh is it jaws the was iron jaws Wins, the wolf Wins or winner? wolves a winner that wolves a winner yeah i can't keep like it's funny like you ask me my red themes or my scorn themes i know them like all the other factions like they all sound the same just all all cagey and stuff but yeah so he was playing doom reavers and then he played warriors of the old faith with uh vlad three um so uh he ended up doing well he ended up getting um one of the big bases out of it but what was really cool about it was that since we were not playing we just got to go and watch and for like those that have to go into these competitions 
you need to go off and see these these events and and here's the reason why like if you saw like in the the, the notes i was uh, mentioning there were three games playing at the exact same time that like i needed to watch um there's one guy that was running beth 2 so like i got to go see the beth 2 with like two archangels to see how the heck do you deal with that list um then there was the uh um there was a red player who was playing against infernals and i'm like this is amazing i can actually like see what infernals does because i've never actually seen them on the table and then right behind him was another red player playing against uh um strange bedfellows with the tessellator spam and i'm like there's there's too much stuff happening for me to try to absorb all this information but it was just cool to be able to like see these things that like i was kind of like afraid of because i've never had the experience about it but just to see like okay so this is what these lists want to go ahead and do and this is how you prepare for it so like when we went into the team event the next day like it just had a more of a game plan for it uh, so it was just, it was really cool. Like it was it was it was really neat to just um, absorb all that. I don't know how effective it was, but like at least when I saw like there was the one strange bedfellows list, and I saw the Beth two list, I it, it just had an idea. So yeah, I I tried to watch it, so I watched a little bit during my buy, but I was mm-hmm. also watching a bunch of qualifier games. So like I did pretty much the same thing, but I was also. I wasn't looking for people that are playing like Grimkin into it. Like a faction that I haven't seen played. I was just watching how other people played factions that, that I've never seen before. Yeah. And but. I think like there's a lot more like rewarding of things of that because it's like you want to go see what this stuff can do. So you know, like even if it's not your faction playing against it, you at least know like, well, what tools did they use to deal with it? What tools did they think that they used that did not work whatsoever? Um, so that way, when you play this, like, you know that, okay, if I'm playing Gorshade and I see that there's a Hawk, I, oh, like, if I'm against an Infernals player, they have a Hawk, um, I need to make sure that Hawk is dead before I pop my feet so that thing has, that way the things will actually become stationary on my turn. Like, it's those little, like, things that you just kind of take with it, you know, mm-hmm. going forward. Um, so, like, yeah, it, it was cool. It was really, really neat to go do that. Um, we ended up uh, um, figuring out who we were going to go play up against, and then we did that whole thing. So it was a, uh, it was neat, man. It was, it was really, really neat. Yeah, it it looked really cool. One other thing I want to add to uh, Boker Brawl real quick before we jump into what I think is one of the coolest things that happens for War Machine events is the team event that Boker Brawl also does, like a. Um, like a bingo card on the back of your uh oh this thing was like the coolest thing ever and right? this is why i want to do the big base yeah 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 yeah. talk about that it was, it was awesome so on the back of your sheet you have four tiers one through four four being the lowest one being the highest yeah, the one bounty, there are the only bounty four. system yeah there's a bounty system so basically you were trying to in your playing your games and less so in the qualifier but this more applies for the big base brawl is that you are trying to score special objectives, not just win. So there's, if you won the like, game, it's a higher or, tier. Or if you lose the game, yeah. there's a lower tier. But it wasn't. Or, a, it wasn't like objectives. Like for those who are playing, not not like objectives. Like in the game, it was like you yes. it, think of like achievements. Like in a video game, you had to do like specific things in order to go and get these tiered like things in there. So yeah, yeah like winning and losing was one. But like it was like fully roll, three sixes, table and army kill a colossal ones. 
Yeah, it was just it Phil was so Caster funny with the like, Ogren Boker. <laughs> it was just it was funny, and I told Seth, I'm like, dude, if you had this for the team event, I think I would just like throw my team under the bus, like trying to achievement hunt. And he's like, yeah, that would have ruined the integrity of the game. And like thinking back on it, yeah, absolutely. But it was just a fun thing to like add like a wacky like silliness of it, where like I'm fine taking a Friday off doing the big base and not even trying to get a big base like i just want to go and I, I i'm an achievement hunter like that's why i do when i play video games you know what i mean like it's it it, it is neat that, that that you got to go and uh get that there well, did you the, uh get any of the achievements oh i got a bounty so you every round you will score one even if you lose mm-hmm. you get tier four you can check off tier four so and what that equates to is they have t- prize tables set up per tier and at the end of your round once you report you can go pick you like scratch something off that you achieved and then you go over and you pick up your prize at the top the highest level they had signed posters from privateer press like they had a bunch of really cool stuff from privateer press like signed artwork and stuff like that and then there's like um your was it tier two was a bunch of models they had like, at the, yeah, they had like, like models level. Warbies. yeah like they tier... had like a warbies um i think like the tier three was like units or something like that yeah. like the, 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 the tier small, like, things blisters. made sense yeah yep. and then the last one was like tier four was like dice widgets it's like small boker widgets wall widgets uh, for, for people who didn't know about the dice they were the dice that were the i don't remember what company put them out but they're just not made anymore so like yeah. they're 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 they go for what like 30 or like 50 dollars on ebay it's like a set of like six dice or something are they I, the war machine specific ones yeah they're and like yeah. they come like the metal trays i can't remember what they're called um yeah but it, it's not just random dice it, it's actually like stuff that's like oh this is kind of like hard to come by stuff so yeah and then, and then they also had this boker brawl dice but mm-hmm. they were pretty much gone by the time you got there yeah because if you lose it's just you know, grab more dice i ended up getting a wall template that because i forgot to pack my uh flame wall template for the heretic so first round i lost to men up and i was like oh, well i guess i'll get my wall template yeah um so yeah that was really cool so let's jump into team event and right before you tell us about it i'll let you know uh blaine and i talked and i think we're going to be in the team event next year are you going to be in the portal team i don't know we or don't know doing in new york if we can if we can really jumpstart our meta by next october then we'll try and bring a new york team yeah we're so um we're 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 talking about our people um down there that's like no offense to portal like we love portal and like we will hang out with them at all i think we might end up doing like an au just because it's like we like it would be like similar like the same exact people like it'd be like dan um andy erica and i um maybe uh jake uh if you want to <laughs> drive down um down our way to it but we just thought it'd be like neat to represent that that uh, mm-hmm. gaming store for it um, just because yeah. like they've done so much for us but yeah i'm telling you it is like the coolest experience ever like all the podcasts that say it's a great event like you you have no idea how awesome the team event is until you actually do one um so yeah if you want me to i can i can tell you like the whole entire shtick yeah um, let's also go into like what a team event is like how many players yeah 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 right. so like 
normal team events, I think the normal team event is like you play in teams of three. So like you play with two other players. They can play different armies with you. They can play the same army as you. I think the only rule is like you can't have the same Warcaster or Warlock or Infernal Master um, at that case. Uh, and how it works is that your team of three goes up against another team of three. Um, and then it's basically like those three will like figure out who's playing against who what tables you're going to go play on and of those three games whoever wins two of them like wins for their team and then you move on to the next round to either go take you know fight the the winning teams or like the losing teams at that so what's neat about it is that you can maybe have like a like team of three that it's like look like there's no way i'm going to go win my match but that's okay because if your teammates are in good positions they're able to win their games and then like you still go on so it's like you, you die on the sword but like you still like you're still rooting for like your your team to be successful like you still want to see them be amazing and that has that came up so many times with our event now, the difference between the Boca Brawl event is that it's not teams of three, it's teams of five. So it's even more wild. Yeah, that's awesome. We're, it's, and I believe your like team captain like chooses uh, with the other team captain about where pairings are. Yeah, so like how it ends up going is that you roll a D6. Whoever um, is, whoever rolls the D6 will then choose to either pick tables or pick matchups. Um, you know what? I don't remember how this whole process works, but what I can remember saying is that if you pick up matchup, if you pick matchups, you're going to choose three of the five matchups. So that's going to give you an advantage there. But if you're team B, you choose the map every single time. So like, even if it's a bad matchup, you can put that bad matchup on a table that doesn't let that player like exploit it. So let's say you're playing as all two with two Supreme Guardians. Well, heck, like I know you have no game in this, but we're going to go put you on the table with two huge buildings like in the middle. So that way the Supreme Guardians can't like play the game. So it it's really neat where you have that ability. So um there's like a whole system with it where it's like, I, I think it was like team B, like the person does the map will go and give, no, I think team A like offers somebody up first and then TB like looks at like who it is. It's like their crucible guard player. And then you pick like your Kador player and your Signar player or whatever it is. But like, you've like talked beforehand to see like, can you play into this? This is a hard dodge. This is a good game for you. So like, you put in like two relatively strong matchups um, in there or like something else to kind of situate like a, a pair up like down the road, but like you, you, you give them the two lists and then that player a or team a picks of those two lists, who's going to go fight their crucible guard player. So it's like, okay, it's going to be Kato versus crucible guard. Now, like we have to choose somebody to go fight the Signar player team a chooses two lists and then team b gets a look at those two lists and be like okay who want to go fight signar not menoth we're go go fight i don't know like grimkin or something so that that's the setup of it so that you have those five matchups those five pairings and then the five tables are are there and then you just play your game and uh man i'm telling you it, it is it is a wild wild fun time it's cool yeah, I'm actually I'm gonna flip our bullet points and let's talk about your your team composition first. Oh yeah, 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 sure. So um, our team composition was that uh, um, 
was me first to begin with. Uh, so I played Retribution. So my list was a um, Gorshade um, and Defenders, um, which is the list that I think you played a couple of times when we were at Portal. You played like an early like edition of it before like I tweaked it a bit, but mm -hmm. relatively the same thing. And then I ended up playing uh, Falseer in uh, Forges. And that was like a split second decision that was like done right before list lock. So that was a really fun um, situation that I, I can tell you more about if you want. Um, Andy played um, Durst and Sevi 2. Or did he play Sevi 1? Wait a second, I have the document up. What am I doing? Um, let's see here. Uh, Sevi 2. It was Sevi 2. Um, let's see here. Um, it was Durst in Faithful Masses and Sevi 2 in Faithful Masses as well. Uh, we had Dan. He played, as I told you, Vlad. It was the same list from the, the big base of Vlad 2, Vlad 3, um, and Wolves of Winter and Warriors of the Old Faith, uh, respectively. Um, we had Jake, who played Minions. Um, he had Rask and Will Work for Food. And then um, Sturm and Drum, or Sturm and Drang, uh, and uh, will work for food as well. And then the last player was uh, my sister, um, who played uh, Grimkin, um, which was uh, Dreamer and uh, Child. Um, Dreamer was in Bump in the Night, and then uh, Child was in Dark Menagerie. But there was a whole like situation with that, and. If you see like the bullet point says drama, like I'm not gonna go into super detail or say names but or stuff, but I can at least like <laughs> Yeah. Well I, 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 I was talking I, to I can... her a little bit in between my uh the round of the buy round and then before Crucible Guard about Grimkin, because uh we first first started she came over to talk about like just different styles of Grimkin play. Yeah because uh, me and her have very different styles. Uh yeah, the yeah, yeah. we like are very different. I think she's like she likes um the heretic so you do match up with that and I think she yeah. also she I think uh gosh I don't want to misrepresent her I think it's uh the wanderer yeah, she's like wanderer. at least the wanderer was like the one that she said she wants to get really good with now so she was saying she really liked the wanderer and I told her I was like I just cannot I've not had a game where I felt comfortable while playing it he's weird because he plays a long game so like if you're not used to that like it's just you have to kind of like not sit on your hands but you just gotta gotta be patient and then just like just let the game play out and everything's gonna work out it's good but yeah that was our that was our comp uh, composition awesome and then so what was your before prep so right lock, list lock gets ha happens i believe the week prior or a few days no prior the, I, I don't think it happened the week prior i think list lock happened like a couple weeks before oh, couple so weeks like before, and yeah. i'm gonna go i'm gonna go tell you about the little bit of the drama what happened there yep. so like i don't want to say drama like it's but like well, what ended your up sister happening, told me oh so she, so you know about what happened that she basically like had to go sub in right yeah she subbed in with lists that with lists that she that weren't that. hers and she's like these don't make any sense i'm just here to take the ring to mordor and it was just like she was such a she was she was an awesome sport about it she was like great um about it um she got her um she got a house the the um what's the house called the uh the solder house out of it so yes. like yeah and i mean like it was like fully painted i'm like yeah it was all right and it was like nice it was like she had a good time despite it like it was still a good atmosphere and it was still a fun time because you were there with friends and like how the games ended up going definitely helped out as well but um so the prep work uh what i'll do is 
I can go and like send you later on like the spreadsheet that um that we had. But basically, like Dan, he did the um the um what is it? The uh the team event uh the year before COVID ended up happening. Uh and what ended up happening was that they got the list, the lists were locked and, and presented, and they went through every single list and they decided like, okay, on a scale of one through five, how do you feel about it? So like, if I'm going through like some of these lists, I'm a ret player, right? Um, Harbinger, I feel like I'm a one or a two because I don't really have ways of dealing with Harbinger, but like an exemplar list, I feel like a five slam dunk. Like I know how to deal with the stuff and I have the tools against it. Um, so it was a lot of work for like the really scary teams. Like we're talking about like the Molly Whoppers, the strike uh, dolphins, just like mm-hmm. players that had like, or teams that had like named players that like, we knew like these were like really, really high end players. So it's yeah. like, they, they have hard lists, they know what they're doing. So we really need to just make sure we have a plan for them. As for everybody else, we would just kind of like say like, eh, whatever, like, let's just see what ends up happening um uh just because it's like we we didn't have the time like quite honestly like like the amount of effort that you have to go put into doing all these lists we we, it was like three hours and we got through like half the list and only like dan andy and i like did it like it was exhausting so i was like ah forget it um like and that was like the ones of the people that we like we were like like we had like our like look at like the the high riser ones but that wasn't even including all the other teams so mm-hmm. um yeah it was uh that so that's what it was so you, you figure out what you can play into where your hard dodges are and um when uh we ended up getting done i we would come up with like kind of like a, a, an idea of like well if we get uh team a here's the lineup that we want so we can see if we can get these specific matchups to match up with like our slam dunks versus like our whatever games. Um, Cause when you have a team event, the way that Dan talked about this and made a lot of sense is that you want to have one matchup be a slam dunk where you versus the opponent, you're just, it's not even going to be a competition. You're going to table them. You're going to have all the tech to deal with it. Like it's not even anything like that's going to bother you. Um, one of those matches is probably going to be a slam dunk for the other team where like, there's nothing that you can do that this is going to win. So like, what can we put into this to guarantee that we have a better shot for the last three games where it's like a 50, 50, where like, it just kind of comes down to you and the other player. Are you able to play better than like the other one? Are you able to make less mistakes or like, do you just have good, like regular skills? So when, if you saw like the team event, I don't know if you're, if you stuck around for it, but like, the team event's supposed to start at 10, but dice aren't starting to roll until like 10.45 because like people are spending the time like doing these things, making sure that they're like getting the best like options. And then sometimes like they end up doing something completely different. And it's like, I did not expect them to pair, you know, your uh, Menoth player with our Kador player. Is there something that we don't see here? Because like we thought this was going to be a slam dunk, but yeah, so that was like the, the the prep that we did, just so that way when we got our list, we knew what we had to go and deal with. So it's awesome. I, I've yeah, definitely yeah. heard like that's the way to do it through like like the, like we talked about line of sight when they've talked about the team events, which is but definitely then after like... a while like but then after a while because it's like the the 
the VFW and there's beer, you just have like a couple of beers and like, ah, screw it. I'll go up against that player. Like, it's just, it's well, like, that does help that VFWs are like, what, two, two dollars and 50 cents for a beer. I mean, like when you're using that much like brain power, you're just like, I don't care. Like, who am I playing up against? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's just like, you're just there to have a good time at that point. So, yeah. um, unfortunately yeah. I didn't stick around for the team event. I was, mm-hmm. I was originally wanting to. Uh, that's when I like I first bought a ticket. I bought into the Saturday so I could watch and then just like pick up pick up games in between. Mm-hmm. But uh, in between the time I bought the ticket and that the actual Boker brawl, I ended up getting a puppy. Like it was kind of like, here you go, and uh, I needed help. I had home and help my wife with the puppy because. This puppy is chaos. So, but so I ended up leaving that night. Gotcha. But it was it was awesome. I definitely I've talked to my wife and talked to Blaine and for him to talk to his wife and be like, if we go to any events next year, like we want to make sure we have a whole weekend for Boker Brawl because it was just such a great time. Yeah, he he was going to go with me. Blaine was, oh, I told him I bought the ticket and I was like, hey, would you want to head out? He was going to, except he had a family uh, gathering that uh, they had already had planned. They had already bought like plane tickets and stuff for and it just happened to be the exact same weekend. And, and I think I like told you about it and and, uh, and and like you like made the comment like congratulations was like um, the reason why I did Broker Brawl this year or, or yeah, in, in October was that my wife and I are expecting um, our first child in April. So um, I told her like, hey, I really want to know what it's like to play this game like at a really high competitive level. Like, are you okay that I go spend all these practices and do all these things? She's just like, you know what, go have fun with it. Like, cause you know, come, <laughs> come the spring, like we're probably not going to have that much time. So, you know, you go for it. So I'm, I'm hoping I'm going to be able to go to the next poker brawl, but um, right now, like it's more uncertainty um, mm-hmm. uh, than, than not. But I mean, if, if I'm able to, it'd be awesome to go hang out with you that, uh, that weekend when the, that happens. Yeah. So that, that was actually one of the reasons why I uh, talked to my wife so soon, like the week after poker brawl, I was like, I need to go to this event next year. I've talked with Blaine because he has kids as well. That yeah, well that's why I wanted to go tell you like he if says you ever that do an first few about... years you don't you don't get a chance to go do anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like well, I mean that's what we're saying. Like we're like talking about it. it's like oh maybe we'll have time, but again there's more uncertainty than anything else. And yeah, yeah. All right, so round one, um, our team got paired up against West Coast Strike Dolphins. So that was Brandon Owens team. Um, yeah. and it was it was a very interesting situation now brandon owens he played his uh gear heartless so um let me pull it up real fast just i'm gonna let you know i've actually played against this list twice um one guy like local to me um played this list twice and i had no idea how to deal with it or at least i knew how not to deal with it it like doesn't care about guns because of d cell and force aura and stuff but it was um it was uh gear heart with um alice uh he had a vindicator a suppressor two death archons two mentalists two units of failed experiments and then two units of uh assault troopers and one uh, unit of combat alchemists i played um 
my false ear list. So my false ear list was um, false ear with uh, Silas, two Manticores, and a Chimera, uh, two Tridents, a Hermit, Ilara with a Gorgon on it, a Magister, an Artificer, three uh, regular mechanics, um, the unit of mechanics, and then one unit of Battle Mages. Um, so the reason why I chose this list was because I didn't have a shooting game plan against him. I know what this list does. I think in hindsight, I probably should have played Gorshade because I realize now that the, that uh, that Gearhard list hates um, um, hates melee lists. So I realized that that was like the right play. But you know, at the time, I was just kind of like triggered or like playing against like this list. I've like lost terribly like two times in a row. So my game plan was just like I'm gonna play False here. I'm gonna go try to assassinate. Um, I could go into how miserably like this assassination failed. Um, I looked at it, and if the dice swung in my favor, I could have got um, Falseer um, charging their box, his box, through a house, and then cycloning onto Gearheart in the back, and then getting at least three hits on them. And I'm like, that would have been great. Um, I failed my whip snap in order to move myself forward. So I'm like, okay, so I can't whip snap. Um, well, if I can TK myself forward, I can still go through the house and I just can only charge, I can only attack Gearheart through the front now. So I'm not hitting him in the back. Um, and I had to go try to destroy my own box on my turn. And like, this is like, like, like for Brand like just like one of these well-known players, I am making like a complete fool of myself trying to kill my box. Um, and it was just awful. Like, Manticore was like, you want me to kill the box? How about two ones on your dice? And I'm like, how how, how does this happen? Um, so I eventually killed my box because of order of activation. I had a TK, the um, Falseer up first, and it just didn't work. And basically, it was just bad. He, uh, he went on scenario. I don't think I even got anything like in that. Um, and for everybody else, like everybody else lost their match except for Andy. And Andy played against um let me see if I can find the guy's name. Um he ended up uh playing up against um one of the uh top uh crucible guard players in the country. Um let me see here, what was the guy's name? Um I think it was uh Aaron, um, who played a Tessellator spam list with uh, Orion. And he and Andy won because uh, Aaron ended up, I think, clocking himself, uh, but he left Durst on, like, one box. Um, but that was just, I think, because, like, Andy, like, knew what, how, like, the, his feet ended up working, that he ended up, like, spending focus where he needed to and not spending focus at the end and just taking the damage in order to make sure that his, um, his cipher um, that was going to go and melee him at the end was just going to miss most of its attacks because he had to go with, like hit a nine on like three dice or something. So um, good on him, but we ended up uh, losing our first round, and it was bad. Like, and I'm going to let you know, like my first team event, I I'm going in there like Ash Ketchum, like I'm going to be a Pokemon master, you know, like mm -hmm. I'm I'm going to do well. But like all I could think of is is this what like Proker Brawl is going to be like? Because Christ, this is going to be like miserable if like the next three games are just like this. Mm -hmm. Um, so you know, I, I was in like a, a mood with that, and then we go to round two, and we're uh, we play against the team Murderer Burbs. 
Um, awesome thing about Murder of Burbs is that our friend um, Pete, um, he plays down in Delaware now with us. He was actually originally from this meta in New York. So he just joined up back with them for this team event. It was great. It was cool. So he got to go and play with all of his old friends. We got to go meet them. And we hung out with them like a couple of times throughout the uh, whole entire event. And it was just really cool. Like they were just really neat, uh, kind people. We ended up going off and getting um, fa with them uh, at the end of the night. It was just like cool. So um, I ended up playing um, Amber Pomeris. She was a, a Trolls player. Um, so where I play Brandon Owens, right? Top person who has so much experience in everything. Um, I was like, like just crazy. I went up against Amber and here's the reason why. Um, so I already told you my false ear list. Let me give you my Gorshade list and I, I can tell you like the whole like process behind it. So my, uh, Gorshade list was, um, Gorshade with Silas, he had a Chimera, a Manticore, and a Phoenix. So I ran a little bit heavier battle group as opposed to like infantry spam. I had Lanissa, Scythe, um, Priest of Nisser, uh, Aelith, um, and then the two Ghost Snipers, uh, House Elawir Warden Executioner, two List Healers, three Mechanics, and a Hermit. So it was a very solo heavy, but I had the Defenders and the Wardens. And like how this list worked is that this was my answer to like cold and like meat so um gorshade i think out of all my red casters i have the most experience with like i've played enough games to know how to change his plan on a on a fly and i know how to use him effectively so i chose him because amber ended up having in one of her lists a mountain king um which for those who don't know um trolls have like um, three different uh, gargantuans, and they're just big, gigantic monster trolls. One's a mountain, one's a snow, and like one's a sea, like monster. So it had um, the glacial glacier king. Sorry, not yeah. And all I could think of is like, well, this is like um, this is a like a glacier king, um, and all these other things. Well, my guys have immunity cold, so it's probably a good answer to this. Her other list was um, a big shooting list. Um, which like had like the Trollkin Barrage team and I had a player down in my area like use these. So I kind of like knew how to deal with them. So I went with that. Um, Amber, I think never, like she either said that it was her first time playing against Rhett or it was like her second game against Rhett ever. So it was like a completely different experience where um, uh, she didn't really know like what all like my things were able to go and do um, with it. Uh, so I like had to go run through like my whole entire army, like had like a really like crazy like um, armor swing um, with the stuff and uh, with my uh, with my army, and um, I it was more so like uh, like I, I told her like a lot of things like hey this is what I can do keep in mind remember that I have this so it was a it was a different game because I felt like it was a lot less like nitty gritty competitive and more like hey this is your first time playing this i'm not going to go get gotchas with this i want you to be aware of like what my guys are able to go and do um and that made for a, a nice experience just because it was like huh like it it showed like the a complete like uh uh scale almost of like the the player um experience there because i think she said that she started playing during the pandemic um her husband like played for a bit and he got her into it so um it was cool um with that uh 
with that game, I think I ended up uh, winning on scenario there. Um, I was able to to just do some like huge attrition swings. Uh, my Risavas, because they get the dying breath, like they got to go hit any troll that like came close to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was uh, it, it was a good game for me. And then apparently everybody in my group ended up winning their game as well. So it was like it was a it was a I don't know I don't like to call that a, a um a clear or whatever it is when like all the the members um ended up a, a sweep I think is what what what, yeah, what they was called sweep yeah so that was cool um and then my last game was against uh team surplus confidence where we went up I went up against a guy named uh, Phil Marsinek I think and he played Scorn um. His two lists were um, a Zol 2, I believe. Let me go take a look. It was, yeah, it was Zol 2 and then a Makeda 3. So the Makeda 3 was a Disciples of Agony list, uh, which was a big battle he- group heavy. Mm-hmm. And then I had the Zol 2 list, which had three units of Immortals and only one Supreme Guardian. So looking at that, I decided to go with Falseer because um, I had the two Tridents and Rich Owens, like the Steamroller before uh uh before Boker Brawl, he said, look, like what you need is RFP um or use tridents and like just remove a unit a turn. Like or remove most of the unit because that's probably the best thing to go do. Um so that's just like my game plan in there. Um he ended up dropping McKay to three. This was my second time playing against against McKay to three. I mm-hmm. uh, and so his list was um Makeda with uh, Marketh, an Arcanon, two Brutes, Molokarn, Akraya, the Terrorizer, Swamp Horror, and Agonizer, two Death Archons, Feral Geist, um, Bogtrog, Misspeaker, uh, Pain Giver, Taskmaster, uh, Unit of uh, Beast Handlers, and then uh, uh, Boil Master for like corpses to go get to the Death Archons. Um, so uh, that was a very, very cool KG match to go play. So, a lot of people with False Ear, and, like, this apparently happened at, at, like, I think another table um, that Andy played on in our last game. I can speak to that for a little bit. But, like, a lot of people play False Ear, like, pre-nerf. Like, she was just abusive. Like, she, you know, she was um, um, Weapon Master, Power, I think Power 13 Weapon Master, maybe Power 15 um, with her feet. No, yeah, Power 13 Weapon Master. I uh, with just ampu- uh with a uh, amputation like um just as long as I I hit a column like I just go all the way down um just dumb uh and I know a lot of experiences playing her I just wanted to go get all the work down on her because I'm like she's awesome she's cool but like he just had to be very very um reserved with like playing against playing her so that game ended up going I ran my guys up he ran his guys up. I had like my battle mages tried to like pull out one of his cyclopses. Um, I didn't realize that Bulwark gave him defense against everything. I just thought it was like in melee. So I was not able to hit a def 15 cyclops um, with my battle mages. His death archon came and just trivially removed them. And then I don't know how I dealt with it, but like, oh no, that's right. I had my two tridents. So I ended up we played on split decision. So like I had one trident in the circular zone and the other trident on like my flag objective zone. So the one trident 
um, went in, just killed the Death Archon on the right side, and I just, like, said, forget it. Like, I don't care about anything else. I'm just, like, that's all I need to get out of this. Because if I can remove that piece, that will do a lot of damage. It helps me out a lot. And then on the left side, he had his other Death Archon, and it might seem a waste to go use a Trident to go kill a Death Archon, but quite honestly, I think that it was the best investment because I was able to go in, kill the Death Archon, slam it out of the shield guard range of like the um, Makeda like Immortal Boys, whatever they're called, and um, was able to kill it. And yeah, I ended up losing a Trident on top of that, but like I had my opponent, I had um, him focus on that. And the other one was completely safe, and I got to go advance up with the rest of my army. But, like, the whole time, it was like, what's Molokarn's threat range? 14 inches? I'm saying out of 14. It was, like, 14 or 13 inches. It was something dumb. But, like, I just made sure my guys were outside of it the whole entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, literally, like, we're just we're just looking at each other on the other side, trying to see, like, well, can I score my flag? I'll score my flag. Like, I just kept on throwing up, like, battle mages up there just to contest his flag consistently. And then the last turn, when I, like, went up um, three control points, this was, like, the coolest thing ever. I took a picture of it. It was, it was really neat. Um, I had my Chimera have to, like, before, like, the, the setup for it, um, I had a Manticore go put a Covering fire, fire template on the flag, like, in front of the, like, on the flag in the circular zone, like, towards his side. Because he had a solo that was able to run up if it ran straight. So, like, it would have taken a power 12. If it would have ran through it, probably would have killed it. So, I'm like, yeah, that was totally intentional. I had no idea I did that. And I'm like, oh, that's actually, like, really, like, smart to now know going forward. Um, And then he had uh, the Feral Geist, like, to go, ready to go cap cap it. I used the, my Chimera as an Arc Node to go uh, sling a spell at it, the uh, Force Hammer on it. Mm-hmm. And he retaliated by taking his Archidon, pitching, crit pitching my Chimera out of the zone. Um, I don't think he scored the circular zone, though. I don't know. I don't think Makeda was in it, so he didn't score it. Uh, he scored his flag, and he contested my flag with a Brute. And I remember during this turn, um, like, he mentioned about having to go rush his, um, his uh, Swamp Horror up in order to come in and uh, and contest my flag. And I just didn't register it. I didn't think about it. And then he went through his whole entire term and he never rushed it. Like he went with Makeda, he went with a terrorizer, never rushed it. So he's like, okay, I'm gonna go run my this Swamp Horror over with Makeda. So she has like more of a bulwark battle group thing. So the flag was uncontested on his side. Um, his objective was like in clear view to be shot at. I just had to deal with this one um, Cyclops that was contesting my zone, but like I was only going to get like um, like a couple of points for that. And basically, what ended up happening, it was just the cool. It was like like I think when Will Hungerford like talked about Fall Series, like she waits for the perfect time to do her feat. And for those who don't know, her feat gives her um, five bounty tokens. She gets to go spend them on stuff, and she gets access to basically prey. And I held on to it. I'm like, maybe I use it now? No, I, I can't hold on to it. I use it now? No, I can't hold on to it. Um, and this is, like, why I, I love this match, like, so much. I keep on, like, I keep thinking about it. I feeded. I prayed everything on the right side that I needed to go get killed um, 
buy like my tank, all this other stuff. So I could just cap his flag, destroy his objective, cap my flag for three points. But then I need to get a fourth point by scoring a solo onto my flag. So my Manticore went in and killed his Archidon that was contesting the flag. He had a solo that was like four and a half inches or four like 0.25 inches away from the flag. So it wasn't actually contesting. And then I had Falseer go in and kill um, a Cyclops brute on her own. And I, I went up uh, 6-1 and I'm just like, it was just so cool. Like it was, it was, it was a really neat game um, with that. Um, so that ended round three. We did round four. Um, oh, and, and and I gotta go tell you about about the games, right? Um, so West Coast Strike Dolphins, we lost, right? We only had the one win from Andy. Murderbirds, mm-hmm. we won them all. Team Surplus Confidence, we won three to two. Um, where Andy won his game against uh, a a player um, who was playing trolls. However, when he was playing, um, he took out Menoth sticks, and he's like, "Why do you have Menoth sticks?" He's like, "Oh, I'm a Menoth player." And then, like, Andy's like, oh, no. So, like, he realized, like, all, like, the things that he knew, um, this other guy was going to go no. And it was just really cool. There's a really neat neat plan when I think he had a, a Boomy 3 um, charge something. Maybe it was, like, Adjudicator or something like that. And I don't remember the name of the jack, but it's Sevy's jack. Um, it can take a defensive strike. And he's like, oh, power 15, right? And it's like, no, power like 11 or 13 or something. Because one of the weapons that the Jack has is a shield. And if you get hit with the shield, you're knocked back one inch. And basically he knocked it out from like being able to go hit a thing. And like, it was cool. He said it was like, that was like one of his, like his best matches that he had. It was just being able like to think of that on the fly. Dan played up uh, against a Legion player that a Beth two player that did the jankiest thing like ever. Um, you might like this as a Legion player. Uh, he played, he had, uh, the spawning vessel and he mm-hmm. had the crock pot, the, 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 the boil cauldron, yeah. and he kept on giving corpses to the, uh, summoning vessel, <laughs> the spawning oh, vessel. And... and he just kept on making like, like lights or the, the, the lessers. Mm-hmm. So like that, that thing made like 18 points worth of models within like the game. And I'm like, that's such a stupid tech, but like, that's a model to go and contest a zone, a model to go contest a flag. And it has multiple boxes with it, so you actually have to deal with it more than just, like, yeah. an attack. Um, so he, like, tells me a really funny story where he had his victor, like, just, like, blow it up. He's like, I need to get this, like, goddamn, like, spawning vessel, like, out of here. So I don't know if he killed the vessel or the crock pot, but it was just funny. I think he killed the vessel. Yeah. But we won. Um, we won um, three to two um, with that. And then that got us into our final round. So, like, our, overall, our score was that we had two wins and one loss. So mm-hmm. we're, like, looking at who else we have left to play. And, like, Christ, like, there's, like, higher-level players that are out there um, that we might end up hitting. Like, we're not going to get, like, top three. But, like, well, actually, technically, we kind of could have if we did well enough uh, within our um, last game. But um, I wasn't going to go hold my breath on it. We're just like, hey, let's just go have fun. We got our one win. We got two wins. Like, let's just enjoy it. And this is when I played my last game. Um, and I played against a Merc's player named uh, Cal Jones, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, so Cal Jones. Yours. Yeah. Um, and he played Ostrom uh, with, let's see here, one, two, three, four drillers, two bashers, and two blasters. Um, two steelhead, two steelhead iron heads, an Iris one, 
Anastasia, two Death Archons, a Steelhead Arcanus, uh, Steelhead Cannon Crew, and Dannon, Blinth, and Bull. I've never played against Mercs. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I've never played against an Ostrom. I didn't know what he did. Uh, I know what I, I, Iris wants us because I used her plenty of times. So I'm like, well, that's that's a model I don't want to have to deal with. Um, and this was uh, a really, really uh, amazing game as well. So I think he wanted to go first. Um, I played Gorshade 4 for this one. Um, I didn't think Falseer had the damage to chew through all the armor um of all the uh all, of all the stuff so that's why i ended up going off with that also i thought that the um the because he had fewer models like for that uh or i mean i didn't know what he was gonna go use i don't remember why oh because the other thing was like all infantry and gun mages and stuff i don't think i had true sight so like cloud walls were like my my go-to plan for this game so um i'm like cloud wall caster here we go uh this was is it recon is the two rectangles with like the circle in the middle i think that's recon too yeah so we played we played recon too um i was on a side with like a house and a wall and um he had blint and bull on like the left rectangular side like my left and he had all of his stupid robots in the middle and basically like he just ran them all at me and i couldn't like under his feet i think they like get like a lot of armor so i just didn't do anything so i'm like okay screw it like you have no uh stationary immunity so i'm gonna go and throw my guys um my my wrist of us like all in melee with your stuff and we're just gonna go see what happens and basically like i think after that turn Gorshade left with like 15 focus, 17 focus, like after my feet. So like I loaded up my Manticore, my Phoenix, and I think I killed three jacks, like three heavies. Like it was ridiculous. Um Gorshade like killed one like on his own. Like I just I'm like, I don't even care. Like if Gorshade dies, whatever. I literally threw him like in front of a wall, just swinging his sword, just hitting the things consistently, boosting damage um and i'm like i i guess i'm probably gonna just die because iris is gonna go shoot me i'm pretty sure he's just gonna go kill me with a jack but i don't know how but i ended up uh, coming out on top on that one um i went on scenario for there uh the dice were like kind of goofy with that um cal was awesome though like that was that like like every single like and every single person i played against uh amber cal um phil and brandon like were amazing players like good sports good good communication and it was just an amazing um opportunity to just like meet everybody and then just like network you know like share information here's our facebook group like here's a steamroller that we're doing like you should come down and like come and hang out with us at some point um and then like i won my game andy played up against falseer and this is what I was telling you about, uh, like, Falseer players getting greedy. I, I'll tell you the story with that. Falseer wanted to go be a hero and try to kill the Judicator on her own. Mm-hmm. And it was under her feet turn. He had the reroll damage rolls, but he could never roll, like, above, like, nine damage or whatever it was. Um, let the Judicator up with, like, a couple of boxes, like, with the Cortex and at least a left arm. And Judicator just, like, went to Falseer and was like, 
pancake. <laughs> it's just like I was just like, yeah, yeah, like I, I get it. but he told me like that was like one of the red, best red players like that he played against. And um I kind of took offense to that, but <laughs> um but it was it was really cool though, because um when we were like playing, he's like, I'm going up against red, I don't want to play against red. Hey, what is like Falseer's threat range? Because you know this, I look like this, it's 19 inches. Like, stay away 19 inches the whole time, you'll be okay. Um, so like Sebi was behind the um, I think the adjudicator the whole entire time. And then Dan ended up playing against a crucible guard player, which he didn't want to go play against. Um, I think he won that on scenario, but like no like we all thought we were gonna go lose that final round, but like Andy, myself, and Dan all won, so we won for the round and our team placed fifth overall, which I'm like you know, like with 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 the whole drama with the Grimkin list, like not being her own, um, and like not really like just as much practice or taking it as serious. Like it was really really good. Like we we yeah. did a really good job with that. So that's that's awesome. Yeah. So like it it was definitely like if I had to go say like highlight of like my War Machine playing like time, like that's definitely it. Like there's there's nothing that even comes anywhere close to it. Yeah, that's awesome here. I that's oh, I definitely want uh Blay and I to be able to make it to the team event next year. If Yeah, well what you know, I can tell you is aligned. that if you Yeah, well if you can like find people, like you can definitely talk to Dave because I guarantee that Dave's gonna go put his teams together again. Mm-hmm. Um like he was like, we're just going to go put like filthy casuals, like everything's a filthy casual. So you had like the the pro, the amateurs and auxiliary and if he'll just he'll just swarm uh uh Boga Brawl with filthy casuals. I'm like, yes, do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're definitely gonna try and get to some more portal events too next year. Yeah. So um the other thing that's also like really good about this as well, and and I, I just mentioned this in there, like the other thing you get out of the events is like you might go into like I remember like Brandon, not uh, Brendan, um, with Line of Sight. Or I think the Line of Sight guys like they did like their one podcast of like where do you think was like the most player growth or like you realize you're actually like a good player. Like this event was that for me. Like realizing that I could go play against factions I've never played before and going with a game plan and like still like kind of come up come off like somewhat successful. Maybe it was just by luck. Maybe it's just that um the game wasn't played like intentionally the way that was uh uh expected but like it was cool like dan even asked like do you think like do you like see a lot more like confidence to yourself as a player and i'm like yeah and it, it was very rewarding um that's why i like say like anybody like to go do these events like you know earlier we we're talking about going to the steamrollers going to different metas like you need you should go off and do that it, it's it's a very well rewarding experience to do that yeah if you have a the next higher level event in your area or close to try and get out there. You first talked a bit about the, this in the meta section, but the dynamic update happened actually the morning of the qualifier event. It dropped. I think it's like six in the morning. And what it was is about half of the models in the game were touched uh, in between point changes, some rules changes, up and down and then some nerfs for well nerfs slash side grades for some of the outstanding very powerful things that have been put out in the last few years or uh stuff that have been like the the boogeyman that has been there for too long kind of thing Mm -hmm. 
And with that, from at least my point, and then what I've heard from a bunch of people, and then also just hearing uh, Faye, who is from Pirate Press, the the lead design. Lead design, thank you. Yeah. It it seems like it's going in the correct direction where I've been around for a few CID like changes where this yeah. feels very much different, very uh positive. Even though there were like nerfs where like it's always like all my stuff is now useless, it, it a lot more was side grades instead of straight nerfs. So I think it was I think it was really great. I'm seeing a lot of changing, but like just in the stuff I play. I've got some people, I've heard some people being a little bit more interested, and I'm hoping with it that uh, it will bring in some new players and some uh, people returning. Yeah, so like I, I keep on hearing uh, the dynamic update. It's the renaissance period, so the rebirth, right, of, mm-hmm. uh, of War Machine right now in Mark III. Um, a lot of people were mad because it was all like archons are dominating. Like, and all, quite honestly, like you go, go back to Boca Brawl, like I saw so many death archons. Like it was just, I, I rolled my eyes, like how many there were. Like it, it yeah. was, but I mean, like they're they're great, right? They're great models. They did a lot of stuff, and like there's very little downside to them. Like why would you not take them? Uh, this quality of life update was so needed um in order to just kind of like i don't just say like to admit like we realize that there is an issue that's why we're doing this um mm-hmm. like we're 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 not just ignoring you um we're not we're not just like saying like ah the people are going to go complain on the forums like they they realize it and i like how Faye like end up saying like okay like is this really worth five points now nah, this is more worth three points what I absolutely love is like the change to where the free points are coming from now. You know what I mean? Like the initiates, like you don't see three units yeah. of initiates anymore. You don't see four or like three warden executioners anymore um, because they got rid of those, you know, over six point solos. I mean, there's a couple like str- like things here or there. There are six points that are requisition options, but like they're they're very few and far in between. Um, so it really it's it's really changed the the like how much value I think you also get out of your requisition points. Now you have to understand, right? Like rec points is really good. You can still get upwards of like fifteen free points worth of models for like some armies, maybe even more, like you know, up to sixteen or seventeen. But um things don't really feel like auto includes it doesn't feel like you have to play in theme as much now now that kind of is like wait 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 you know theme benefits are really good i agree but like i don't know i feel like we're getting one step further away from like the theme machine and like everyone playing like the same stuff uh with it but i do think though that the that that the points for the point reductions have really like opened up different lists. Like people are playing things that they've never played before. Like I was telling you, I'm playing like Scorned now. And I'm not playing Zal 2. I'm not playing Makeda 3. Like I'm playing like Makeda 2 list because there's like this fever dream that I had and I can actually like run it now, which is like amazing. Mm-hmm. Um I'm playing Zal 1, 
with like the Keltari. Like they're amazing. Like it's it's so cool. You know what I mean? Like just giving them that extra role. Like we're seeing Kazite Woodsmen. Like for those that don't know, they were like the worst unit in the game for so long. They went up by one point and it was like, why? And then they have backstab. And they're like, oh, that's great. Backstab mm-hmm. on range weapons. That's not a thing. Like, yes, more, please. What is this discombobulate spell that you have? Huh. So it was um it's it's been really cool. It's been cool seeing people excited about it. Um there's a lot of people I'm talking to online that are like trying to get off to our shop now. Uh mm-hmm. I'm getting my friends like into it now. Uh and it's just been great. Like I, I think that this is this is a step in the right direction. Um I told you like I don't know, this is like speculation for Mark Four, if it will happen. Maybe this is like giving us an idea of like if a Mark IV were to happen, like how many changes would end up, end up happening with it? Or I don't know. Like, it's just the game is just like in a good spot. Um, where, I, like, I'm excited to play now. So I'm very excited to play for one. Like, my my scorn, like I said, scorn's been sitting on my shelf since I bought, like initially bought into it. I stopped playing it because one, there just wasn't people around. And then uh, when I started playing with Blaine, he played he only had trolls at the time mm-hmm. so we like we looked at it and we're like well we really don't want to play trolls against scorn because they're medium base or beast just hitting each other so i i chose legion and we started there so it wasn't like the exact same army just with a different uh different theme kind of facing off against each other now i'm i'm going through list i have I'm missing only a Mordecai. He's the only Scorn caster I don't have. Yo, he's so fun. Go throw him in Disciples of Agony and throw a Void Archon in there and a Swamp Horror and watch his like little like ghost thing just maul down a unit. It is hilarious. <laughs> I, I'll have to. I actually put it on my uh, uh, Christmas, Christmas list for my wife. <laughs> like, hey, Mordecai and spoiler. Yeah. So, no, it's yeah. good. Like, they, like they, there's so many good options out there. And what's like really neat, I've been talking to the people at Portal. I haven't gone out to like a steamroller, um, mm-hmm. like to go see. But no one's playing like the same thing, no. which is really weird. And I really like that. It's like I'm playing this because it's good, and I like it. And that's what everyone's playing. And it's just like you don't really know what you're getting yourself into, but you can't be like mad because it's like you're still enjoying the game, you know? Um, yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's, it's been cool. The I guess the only one that really didn't change because I, I did see it at War for a Weekend, which happened after the dynamic update, but I, I still see, saw Crucible Garden. It was very similar to what they were before. Yeah, I mean, I think that's like where like things were going to go and be where like, yeah, people think... will soul play like it. Like I looked at my my gore shade list, and I actually was able to build the exact same gore shade list, and I actually like gained like a heavy rifle crew in it, which I'm like, eh, that's kind of cool. And then yeah. my false seer list, I don't think like changed at all, like whatsoever. Maybe like I got to get one more mechanic or something, or a soulless escort or something. But um, you can still play all the stuff that you played before, but it's just it's now giving you options that that weren't like. They weren't available, but just because you didn't have the points to go make it happen, now. So, yeah, it, it it's changed all of my Grimkin stuff to the point where the only issue I have is 
I always have one point. So now I'm like, oh, maybe maybe Grimkin needs a one point solo. Isn't that Doesn't a have to be good. Caskimp? Uh, sorry. Well, sorry. In uh, Dark. <laughs> in, uh, oh, in... okay. I was about to say, you got a one point solo. Get out of here. Uh, dark Magic. Let, let me have one Caskimp. <laughs> no, it's just though the way the points work in that list, it's, yeah. it's very easy to get one point. One point extra. Yeah. It's free. And that's, you know, you're still like being poised efficient with your rec. You can easily switch around so you don't have that with rec options, but yeah, it's yeah. it. I didn't. I wasn't stagnant, right? Because I'm not. I I have a bunch of armies, so I wasn't stagnant with building lists, but they felt the same. Where now that I've built lists, like, so what, I'll just bring up Warfare Weekend, not for my games, but just uh, how the dynamic in, uh, update impacted. I actually couldn't play Grimkin at Warfare Weekend because my bag to go out there was not big enough. I could not fit everything in my travel bag for the size that the air, uh, airport required. So, so then, had, what did you play? I played minions. <laughs> oh, jeez. Because there was, but I played uh, Barney 2 and uh, Maylock. Just a bunch of gators. And I just played and had fun. I was trying to assassinate people with Barney 2. I played Barney 2 uh, a little bit more than my my uh, Maylock list. And I was just kind of having fun. That's cool, man. Like I'm seeing the uh, I'm seeing the the I can't remember what they're called. They're they're the minion solos that's like on like the camel thing, the Efrati like snipers yeah, or scouts. Yeah, like I see them all the time now. And it's just like what do these things do? They're like power six or power seven like armor pierce. I'm yeah. like yuck i played that against uh jake <laughs> i had a game against jakey like a month ago and he played with jaga jaga i'm telling you like signs importance on those guys is a pain in the ass like it's ridiculous <laughs> yeah and the minute you brought them up i was like oh jaga jaga for them yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, they're good yeah it's um, changed it up i have probably like 10 lists in each faction i have legion is the one i'm struggling the most with mm-hmm. because legion I don't have every unit, so there's stuff like I'm missing that are kind of core now to how you would build because they're just so cheap. Yeah. 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 Now for uh, for scorn and uh, red, I have everything for it aside from like duplicates and scorn. For red, I literally have everything plus duplicates aside from like the riflemen because mm-hmm. they're awful. I'm like, why were they not touched? But it's fine. Like it, it's. I, I still have a special place with them where I'll just like, oh, I'll go throw Gary one on them and see how it goes. doesn't matter. But um, yeah, the, uh, the, it, it has opened up a lot of options, but um, so we have 22, uh, yeah, 22 coming up in like 25 days. What yeah. is uh, your uh, thought on what's cool. going to happen next? What are you looking forward to? So first thing I'm looking forward to is running my first event. I have I have a date. I can't be announced yet for my local store, but uh, I would like to run that and just at least feel out what's all there because there's time. Ta- there's plenty of time in the weeknights for me to start making a uh, 
appearance there and also being able to bring all of the terrain stuff i bought into the uh, kickstarter for the uh 3d terrain that are tabletoppers for the 2d terrain to make them a little oh bit. it's the uh the i remember i think uh what's his name um malorian oh. did like an episode on it or something like that yeah it's bolt uh it's like bulwark something it's like you place it on top of the 2d terrain in order to go make it look 3d right Yes. I think you like, yeah. No, I saw that. I, I was thinking about picking that up. I have so much stuff like already 3D printed. Like I, I can't I can't justify that. So but that's good. That's cool, man. Yeah. Bulldoze terrain was his the guy's that name. That was it, yeah. Yeah. And I I was like 20 bucks at the time. I was like, for the amount you got there, I and I've got a friend in the community that has a 3D printer that just said, Hey, just buy me the resin. So he's been pumping out terrain and I'm trying to get I've got like numbers for each thing that he's building mm-hmm. or printing. And uh, once I get all of those done, I'm going to try and uh, throw some paint on them quick and then, you know, get these events going and hopefully can get a, a good, good meta growing in the area. And then yeah. next year, well, I'm actually really looking forward to Riot Quest. I picked it up at, uh, well, I jumped on the Kickstarter, but I got a demo. And it's one miniature war game that my wife will actually play with me. It's a nice, just like, uh, throw it on the island and we can just play it real quick for 30 minutes. So I'm looking for them to do uh, another Kickstarter. And now I've got McKenna from the Kickstarter and she is pretty crazy. All them spells, man. So, um, about you. Yeah. So, I have a steamroller um, coming up on the uh, 17th. Uh, so, oh, sorry, not 17th, the 18th, uh, which I'm really excited about. So, um, I don't know when you said that you have like your steamroller coming, but if you just wanted some more information, I can tell you like the first one that we ran was like nutty, but uh, like I, I had to go borrow like everything to make it happen. And like in hindsight, that was like not the right thing to go do um but it was like a good learning experience to make it happen like how to go like get our like objectives and clocks and everything like that that we needed to go and do so mm-hmm. that was cool i uh, we're just keep on doing our open plays um that we have uh i have a uh, we're gonna be doing a food machine event actually um if you don't know what that is it's a it's a food drive like charity event where uh the rules are available on uh, private Tree press's website um it's like a 2016 document i think or 2017 but the shtick is is like you bring in cans of food and you get tickets and you can spend those tickets on like cheats so like you can turn like a model's weapon like into range two um you can like take models that are like not your faction and put it into your list and make them friendly faction like all the way up to like taking like another warcaster and having that warcaster be your leader like they are a like red option even though they're like cricks or something so um we're really excited about that um the stores like like I, i'm just i'm excited to see like how like the the community is going to grow uh within the next couple months uh like on our facebook page like it's becoming a lot more active now which is rewarding um we're having people like coming up from like hey i played back at mark one like i've been just seeing this like exploding like i'm going to come out to the store like this tuesday so that's been really really cool uh 
and I mean, in, 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 in April, like I'm, I'm excited about, uh, putting that all on hold and then being able to see what it's like to be a daddy for, mm-hmm. for a while for, well, for the rest of my life. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, man, like it's, it's cool. Uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen past April. I am not trying to make assumptions or predictions. I'm just enjoying my time right now, getting as many games as I can, uh, hoping that the meta is going to be, you know, revitalized. And um, yeah, like I'm just looking to see what happens next. So are you the tournament organizer? Yeah, I am the I am the event organizer for it. Um, and this is why I was like asking you earlier, like, are you getting paid for your time, like doing your thing? Like, that's awesome because me, I'm I'm not. Um, but like, I don't mind spending this time in here. Like, I'm not doing anything else like constructive. So, so mm-hmm. like, if I can get the game going, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. So, do you have someone that will is taking it over and come April? So I think because uh, uh, Andy um, and Erica, they both um, go to the store and I think they're going to go and pick it up. And I think it might just become like a round robin kind of thing. I'm mm-hmm. hoping it gets to the point that the store actually runs it themselves, but they don't know the rules well enough because we need at least one person to act as judge um, when there. So mm-hmm. uh, um, I don't know. I, I I think we've we've had the conversation though that we're going to go figure something out and we're just not going to let it get to pandemic status like ever again. So that's at least that gives me a uh, warm fuzzies. Yeah. Blaine said, Blaine said he would back, help back me up on that for like, uh, not run it, but with rules and all that stuff. Yeah. That'd be a, uh, to be a judge. It's cool. It's, it's me being authority figure for like an event like that. Mm-hmm. It's just <laughs> judge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we, okay. we might end up running it kind of like Portal, where your most experienced guy is the judge. Yeah. Who's been playing well. I think it's like usually the best thing to go do. Um I'd also I'd also recommend that you whoever is your judge, um, whoever is judging, you do have them just have their stuff on hand just in case. If there's an odd number, one of you two could run in and, and play in the tournament as well. So like yeah, I'm not so- expecting to play uh on this Saturday, but I'm gonna bring my stuff just in case if I have to. So Yeah, I'm gonna so the idea is that have the stuff that's in the so Jupiter has a in the where all the war game stuff is upstairs because uh, they have a upstairs and a downstairs so in all of in like in between all the GW Armada Legion my Marvel Crisis Protocol right in there there's a giant case that hosts like all the games that they sell mm-hmm. and if it's played at the store it's also in there so. I will have, ideally, I'm going to have a fully painted army that is in there, that's 75 points. And that can also be played at a Brawl Machine level, too. That's good, man. I like it. And then we'll, I will actually have, we'll have a computer right there to be on, uh, signed into um, War Machine University for any, like, quick ju- uh, judge questions that are kind of specific. We need an infernal ruling or something like that. I like it. That's the plan. Sounds like it's a good one, man. Um, yeah, like just tell me how it ends up going. I'd be happy to go let you know. Um, again, um, I would reach out to Dave because he's run plenty of events. He told me the things to go and do. Um, he's the one who allowed us to like borrow mats and stuff like that for the event. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like it's it's. It, I think the first one, just have fun with it. Um, and uh make I, i'm gonna go say if you're gonna do store credit like make sure that there's something there that the people are going to want 
Yeah. Just because of what I was saying is like I had like War Machine players there, but the store didn't have any War Machine stuff. And I'm like, I guess we'll go buy magic cards. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Um yeah. so it's just it, it's good practice to make sure like there's like a good like award for there and stuff. I don't know if you saw, but or if I showed you the picture, but we have like a plaque, like there's like a little like trophy wall. So if you get like first place at our store, like you get your name like on the trophy and mm-hmm. it's like bragging rights. So so we're going pretty long. So, it's been at least two hours, I want to say, maybe like an like an hour and forty five or something like that. Yeah, and there's really not much to cut out of, like gap time or anything like that. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry about that. Uh, and for those that are listening who stuck around the whole entire time, thanks for it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, thank you uh, for staying the whole like if you stayed this entire time. <laughs> um, I know we have a few. War Machine people listening. Paul, thank you for being on the episode. I appreciate your time, Sean. Um, And take care, be well, and enjoy the uh, holidays. Thank you. You too.